0: Now look what 1 John chapter 4 says. Because here John gives us a test in God's word to find out who is really in God's family and who is not. The test is to examine whether the person confesses that the Lord Jesus Christ is God in human flesh, the second person of the Trinity. Now you notice that it's a very small little target that that he zeros in until there's only one person in the universe we could be trusting in and and it's a very very significant test for us in christ and first john 4 here is a scripture that tells us whether or not someone really has the endless life of god and i printed it out for you it's the first three verses look what he says beloved he's talking to christians don't believe every spirit But test the spirits, whether they're of God. If someone says, oh, God revealed this to me, you go, oh, okay, just a second. If God revealed that to you, it will not be different than what he has already revealed in his once and for all settled word of God that is once and for all settled in heaven. I mean, it's not like... It's going to have constant addendums and additions. This is, at Revelation, at the end, God said, don't add to my word. This is it. If you add to it, you're going to get the plagues in the book. And and that's how it starts out way back in Deuteronomy. uh, Moses said, you shall not add to the word which the Lord thy God has commanded you, or diminish from it. This is a package that God delivered to us. And John says, when some spirit... Talks or reveals or talks to, you know, named Maroney talks to Joseph Smith or named, you know, whatever talks to Mohammed or any other spiritual event in the world, test it to see whether they're from God. Because many, verse one, false prophets have gone out into the world, and by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. What is he talking about? Now remember, same author, John. Remember how John begins his chapter one of his first John? That which was from the beginning, which we've seen, which we've heard, which we've looked upon, which our hands have handled. For the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, John one says. He is the creator. We saw that last week. He is the revealer of God. This is what he's talking about. The confession that Jesus Christ was God, eternally existing, and he came in the flesh. That's called the incarnation. That's called that Jesus didn't begin to exist in Bethlehem. He eternally existed as God, and he came in human form as God the Son. Now, make sure the spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, those spirits are from God. So that means every spirit that confesses Jesus didn't come in the flesh is a demon. And they're giving demon doctrines. And that's what cults and false religions are. Continuing, look at verse 3. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard was coming and now already is in the world. So basically what John is saying is this. He says, when God the Son came to earth, he warned us that we must always be on guard for anyone that tries to say that Jesus Christ is not God. He is not God the Son. He is not the second person of the Trinity. What was John talking about? Whether or not they confess Jesus Christ is the infinite, eternal God the Son come in human flesh. Anybody who will not confess that does not believe the truth. So so what is the truth? The divine... God the Son, Lord Jesus Christ, is the only way of salvation. See, that's that's the the central, most important point of all. I mean, people are all concerned about all kinds of stuff. I I meet people and they say, now, you know, we're moving and we're looking for a good church now. We want to really have a good music program. We really want to have a good youth program. We really want to have a good, you know, support and everything. And I say, have you checked the doctrine?" Have you checked the doctrine of Christ? Hmm. I won't even run down that pathway, which just crossed my mind. That uh, the fastest growing segment of evangelicalism, or Christianity, I don't know if it's evangelicalism, is the word faith movement of charismatics if you ever study what they believe about the doctrine of Christ, it sends shivers up and down. But that isn't our topic today. We're talking about the divine God, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way. And to to know who he is, John says you need to test for two things. Do they confess that Jesus is the divine Lord? That's what we read in verses 1 through 3. If you look down in 1 John Chapter 4, he goes on to say, do they square with the word? Do they follow what you have heard? Uh, he says, you have heard in verse 4, if you look down your Bible, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as the world, and the world hears them. Verse 6 of 1 John 4, but we are of God. He who knows God hears us. Do you understand John is writing this down. People are reading this in a letter. The letter is the word of God. What he says is, the, the test is twofold. You check whether or not they're confessing that Jesus is the divine God, the Son, Lord Jesus Christ. The only way. And then you check and see if what else they're doing squares with what God has already said. The word of God. And what's amazing is, the two characteristics... Of all cults, they have the same pattern if you look at them. They attack the person of Christ and they postulate a substitute or they add to the Bible. You notice that, that each, each of the cults have, they have a different Christ and then they have an addendum, kind of an addition, you know, the pearl of great price or, you know, the writings of their founder or whatever. And they add to the word of God. It's not sufficient, it's not authoritative, it's not final. All cults have those two characteristics. They do not have a commitment to the divine Lord, nor do they have a commitment to the divine word. Well, nothing much has changed since the time of Christ. Remember, he says, false prophets, false teachers, all this. He said that way back in Matthew 24 and Matthew 7. Many people thought Jesus was a great teacher in the first century. Many people that, that are going forever to hell thought he was a great teacher in the first century and they thought he was a great healer too and they thought he made great bread. You know, and he could, he could do un- unbelievable things. They just didn't believe in him and, and allow him to transform them.